For the first time in 150 years, a Republican wins in South Texas running on a simple but effective slogan of God, Family, and Country. Pelosi again tells us how super-duper all-the-way Catholic she is while proclaiming abortion on demand with no limits. And finally, we learn morality from a man who is dressed like a woman who is dressed like a bird. I'm Ed Odegaard, and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I really appreciate you stopping by today. My name is Matt Odegaard, and if you are new here, go ahead and like, subscribe, um, give us a five-star review if you find this interesting, or a one-star review if you hate it. Nah, just kidding, whatever. But I really appreciate you being here because we're just trying to get the word out about what it means to follow Jesus and view the culture from a Christian perspective, which I just see is lacking on many of the news channels, both left and right. So we just want to help you understand some of this that's going on today. Um, if you, this may be a particular episode, so if you're listening on audio, I really appreciate it. If you happen to want to see this on video, again, go to the YouTube and search Church Public. Try searching it with one word. That's usually the best way to find it. Or you can go to churchpublic.com slash podcasts to see the video there. Uh, if it's not up right away, it'll be up just a few moments after this audio publish audio podcast is published. So I appreciate that. And if you feel like helping or supporting, you can go to churchpublic.com slash support. All right, to the news of the day. We have, um, we're going to start with Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, uh, who is super duper Catholic and continues to tell us how Catholic she is. That's why, that's why I bring this. Now, first of all, Full disclosure, I'm not a Catholic, so I don't hold to some of the tenets of the Catholic Church, uh, but that's okay. What we really get to here is when people of the faith agree on certain matters like the sanctity of life, for instance, that a life is a life and you shouldn't just end or kill a life because you want to, um, Protestant and Catholic both can agree on that. We agree that God creates life and we don't have the right to willy-nilly kill those lives. That is a different, a different topic, a different concept, because I hear this argument all the time. Well, then how can you be for justice and death penalty and things like that? That's not the same thing. When you do something wrong, a specifically an evil thing, then you forfeit the life that you have. This should be basic common sense, but apparently it's not. So when you are innocent, then you aren't supposed to be killed for no reason. When you are guilty, there should be a punishment, and actual justice is administering the punishment. The punishment also has to fit the crime, as we talk about quite often in the rule of law. These are things, again, that shouldn't be controversial, but of course, they are. So, the reason we come back to Pelosi is, she continues to say how super, ultra, amazing, perfect Catholic she is, but, as we'll note in a moment after we watch this clip, to be a Catholic, you actually have to be a Catholic. In the same way that I say, again, I'm not Catholic, so I'm not promoting Catholicism necessarily, but to be a Christian, you have to be a Christian. In fact, in any religion, choose any religion. If you want to be in that religion, you just have to actually be in that religion. If you want to make up your own thing and smash things together willy-nilly like a buffet, uh, that's not necessarily a religion, at least none that I can think of. At any rate, here is Pelosi in her latest, uh, <laughs> her latest treatise on how she is super Catholic and also we should have abortion all the time. St. John Paul II said in Evangelium Vitae that abortion is murder, and Pope Francis told the Pontifical Academy for Life that abortion is truly murder. Do you agree with Pope Francis and Pope John Paul II that abortion is murder? 
Uh, is, what I agree on is that whatever I believe or agree with the popes on is not necessarily what public policy should be in the United States as m people make their own judgments, honor their own responsibilities, uh, and uh, uh, attend to the needs of their families. Next. Mr. Speaker, actually, as far as the abortion case is concerned, there has been a number of attacks on uh, on, on churches, on uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Republicans are going after <coughs> Democrats for not saying anything, and they're saying that that your rhetoric is contributing to these attacks on these crisis pregnancy centers. Well, let me just say this. this. A woman has a right to choose, to live up to her responsibility. It's up to her, her doctor, her family, her husband, her, her significant other, and her God. Uh, th this talk of politicizing all of this, I think, is something uniquely American and not right. Other countries, it, Ireland, Italy, Mexico, have had legislate uh, initiatives uh, to expand a woman's right uh, to choose. Very Catholic countries. I'm a very Catholic person and I believe in every woman's right to make her own decisions. So again, as you heard from her, she's a very Catholic person. Here, here's my point, and, and we'll get to some of the actual points that she said, because I think those are important points too. But if you say you are a very Catholic person, you kind of need to be a very Catholic person. Again, I don't know why this is not common sense. It should be, but it's not. If she got up and said, I used to be Catholic, and now I'm not Catholic, and I believe in... A person's right to choose no matter what and life doesn't really matter that much at least i would have at least i would appreciate her authenticity and openness in being honest with what she really believes to then on the opposite side of that hold on to the catholic church and hold on to catholic teachings and say that i believe in the catholic church and i'm going to follow the catholic church except in this area where i don't agree with the catholic church uh, sorry that makes you not a catholic i mean that that really is the problem here right like either you follow the official teaching of the Catholic Church, which is about the sanctity of life. And that, again, as I mentioned earlier, that life is, if an innocent life is to be preserved, you don't get to just kill it because you want to. You can't reject the teachings about the sanctity of life because you're actually rejecting the actual church outright. And it's true about Protestant Christianity as well. That was my point, not being a Catholic. You either hold to the teaching of the Bible or you don't. So then she goes into this rant about you know, why are politics involved in this? Of course politics are involved in this. This is this is the part that it's starting to drive me crazy. Don't make it political. It is political. Everything is inherently political because we live in this world. That's why I talk about a Christian perspective, a Christian worldview. If you are a Christian, if you hold any belief, you bring that with you and that belief informs what you do. And that is politics because politics just means city, living in the city, living in the world. And politics informs what you do in in, in the public square, in and around other people, and then politicians are supposed to regulate the right and wrong of what we do, which is inherently moral, which is why politics is all about morality. It's applied morality. That's just really what it is, even though people pretend that it's not, which is why it just drives me crazy when they say, well, don't make this a political issue. Of course it's a political issue. And it's especially a political issue because we're talking about ending a human life, which is inherently moral, life and death. This is literally a life and death issue which is moral, which is political. I just want people to understand this. That's all I want. Just understand this and be honest with it. Of course, she's not going to be honest about it because she's making a political point 
whether or not she admits that she is, of course she is. She's making a political point. And that political point is a woman's right to choose supersedes a baby's right to live. A woman's right to live her life supersedes a baby's right to live their life. So a better question might be something like, do you believe that God recognizes a woman's right to kill her own child? That's a question. And that's really the issue here. Do you believe that God recognizes a woman's right to kill her own child? There may be a current legal, quote unquote, right in this world, in this country, but is that a natural right? We talk about natural rights and God-given rights or then government-given rights. If we were not in America, would this right still exist? And again, she mentions other countries, but the reality is countries across the world, the majority of them don't, uh, don't do uh, this, quote unquote, right. And many countries, even the westernized countries, have more strict policies about abortion than America does right now. We are more in line with China in terms of abortion policies than the UK and Sweden and a bunch of other countries. Uh, this, is, this is factually true. Go and look these things up. If you reverse this and take the perspective of God, when God creates a child in the womb, do you, the mom, then have the right to dismember and kill that child because you want to? And having a child is inconvenient your career or something. Of course, these kinds of, uh, uh, these kinds of ideas, these questions that actually function in real life aren't going to change people like Pelosi because she lies for a living and that's just what she does. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe a regular person whose soul is not totally corrupted by this crazy world, maybe when that person realizes killing a baby might be outside the bounds of a moral society, then maybe, just maybe, that person might find the love in her heart, the mom's heart, to save a life instead of taking it. That is my hope. That's why I bring these things to you. That's why I want to put these in perspectives. In perspective, when a person says, hey, I'm really Catholic, and go and kill your baby, those two ideologies don't mesh at all. And we need to see these lies for what they are when people say them so that we can say, hey, wait a minute, that doesn't sound quite right. You might say, hey, I'm a Catholic, I'm, you know, so abortion is fine, because this person says they're a Catholic and abortion is fine. That's the argument here. Instead of taking her word for it, maybe look up the Catholic doctrine. Now again, because I'm not Catholic, I would say go one step further, open your Bible and say, hey, what does God have to say about this? And if I'm not going to go through all of the arguments right now, you can go and read some of those for yourself, whether you read you know, Genesis, where it says, be fruitful and multiply, whether you read some of the Psalms where it says, God created you beforehand in your mother's womb. Uh, again, I'm not, I'm not going to do all of the verses for you. You can go back and listen to some of my other pro-life messages at churchpublic.com or churchpublic on any of the podcast places. Um, you can go and read those. But, but the reality is either you just live a humanistic life and you can do whatever you want and it doesn't matter who you hurt, and that's the worldview, or you live a biblical world life where you follow God and do what he says. As Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I've told you to do? You got to choose. You got to choose. It's like Joshua saying, choose this day whom you will serve. Will you follow God? Will you follow this culture? That's going to be a choice. It's going to be a daily choice. It's sometimes going to be a hard choice, especially in matters like this where they're intensely personal. And I get that. But we have to decide which way we're going to go. All right. Second story today is about birds. I know. I don't even want to bring you this story, but we have to bring you this story. The reason we have to bring you this story is it reminds us where this culture is going and what this culture, I guess you'd say, is trying to sell you. The Audubon Society has teamed up with the drag queen dressed like a bird for climate change awareness. So again, just to be very clear, this is a man dressed like a woman, dressed like a bird to tell you about 
Mother Earth or something like that. So <clears throat> this story, the drag queen, Patagonia, I see what you did there, is dressed up as a woman, dressed up like a bird, flapping in a field to show us that birds tell us that we need to listen to Mother Nature and stop doing something or start doing something. I, I really am not very sure. I had to watch this clip, so you have to watch this clip. I'm going to play it. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get through, so we're going to start it and then see where we go. Again, if you're on audio, I do appreciate you. If you want to switch over to video, churchpublic.com slash podcasts. Here we go. before dawn people believe it's to tell each other that they made it through the night as a way of saying i'm still here still here maybe that's why we sing too as a way of saying i made it i'm still here Okay, that, that's all I can handle of that. So you are welcome to go and watch the full video wherever you want to go and find it. Um, couple points. First of all, this is the Audubon Society, which is a society about birds. And the information here is that birds who wake up and sing in the morning are telling you that they're alive just in case you missed it. And I mean, I, I'm not an expert on birds, but I'm pretty sure birds don't, sing in the morning to tell you they're alive they sing in the morning to uh, what do i say connect with other birds <laughs> you know or or just because they're birds um yeah so that that's a side point that the the bird society autobahn is telling you information that isn't particularly true but again what is truth who cares about truth truth doesn't really matter at this point according to the culture so that's awesome at any rate this is patagonia who released this inspiring statement quote i am genuinely so inspired by birds and together we could reach new audiences and queering the environmental space end quote so we're going to queer the environmental space literally i actually don't have any idea what that means queering the environmental space birds are birds and birds don't worry about gender they're just birds but anyway birds uh, here here's the thing and this this may be a hard truth birds don't care about you i mean maybe if you're hunting them they might run away from you but birds don't care about you uh they're they're birds i i'm, I'm sorry to tell you that uh you know, they're they're tweeting and chirping and, and making beautiful songs. And I like birds and I, I like the sounds of birds. I like listening to birds. I like looking at birds. But they don't care about me. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably just saying, hey, you, bird over there, check me out. Or something like that. Anyway, what's the point here? <clears throat> There's a man dressed like a woman, dressed like a bird. So again, if you're listening on audio, I really appreciate you. You don't get the full effect of this unless you see the man dressed like a woman, dressed like a bird 
dancing weirdly in a field, speaking for birds that is supposed to show us the climate is changing and we need to listen to the birds or Mother Earth or something. This this is a very confusing message. And and, and I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is, what does this have to do with anything? Like, really, what does it have to do with anything? But a national society of birds, the Audubon Society, chose Patagonia, this person, to dress like a bird, dress like a woman, and then dress like a bird, and march through the field to tell us we need to listen to the birds. I don't speak bird. Maybe you speak bird. But this is a very confusing message. So now, apparently, the birds are gay, and apparently nature is gay, and, I mean, happy Pride Month, I guess. We're in a weird, we're in a weird place. I would like you to be grounded in reality, and I hope that you can see through some of the things that are going on. All right, we're going to move on from the birds because I can't anymore. Anyway, in other news, a Republican has won a House seat for the Republican Party for the first time in 150 years, plus in South Texas. This is a really good story, and, and, and so here's where the rubber meets the road, because we talked about some policy with Nancy Pelosi and abortion. We talked about some birds or something. This is important. This is Republican Myra Flores, who wins the U.S. House seat in South Texas for the first Republican win in this place in more than 150 years. South Texas is apparently deep blue um, and has been for over a century and a half. That is changing, and recently, Representative Myra Flores won this seat. She beat Democrat Dan Sanchez in the special election for Texas's 34th Congressional District. It was previously held by uh, Representative Philemon Vela, who stepped down earlier this year to become a lobbyist, apparently in anticipation of a bunch of Republicans about to win things, of which, in this case, they did. Flores is now, quote, the first GOP candidate to represent the area of the Rio Grande Valley since 1870, the Houston Chronicle reported, adding that she is now, quote, the first congresswoman born in Mexico. Great. So to put this one in perspective for you guys, Hillary Clinton won this county by 33 points in 2016. Biden won it uh, in 2020 by 13 points. That's a lot. And now it has flipped the other way. This region has been devastated by the current president's policies on the border and this border crisis and the tens of thousands of migrants and immigrants and illegal immigrants that come over the border every single day. This has turned off many Hispanic voters that typically have voted Democratic in the past. The Texas Tribune reported Republicans have been eager to flip the seat as part of their new offensive in South Texas after Biden's underperformance throughout the predominantly Hispanic region in the 2020 election. Flores spent over a million dollars on TV ads in this election. The dynamic put Democrats into an unusual underdog position in this region of the state they have long dominated. This is still quoting from the Texas Tribune. Vastly outspent from Flores, Sanchez repeatedly compared the special election to a David versus Goliath fight with himself playing David, which of course is wrong because he lost. At any rate, Flores uh, responded to her victory with this statement, and I love this. Historic win will bring back God to the halls of Congress. She went on to say, This win is for the people who were ignored for so long. She continued, This is a message that the establishment will no longer be tolerated. We have officially started the red wave. God, family, country. This is the point we should take from this political win in a long-held democratic area. God, family, country. I know. 
that there's all this push to say you can't take God anywhere. You can have God in your home, you can have God in your church, and that's it. You can't take him to the market, you can't take him to church, or you can't take him to school, you can't take him to work. You cannot especially take God into politics. We've talked about this many times over the past few months in different political arenas, but you're not allowed to say God. You're not allowed to put God first anywhere, which is a staunchly ridiculous term in any kind of religious view. Even if you're not Christian, if you're Jewish, if you're Muslim, of course you take God where you are because if you really believe, you really believe. You don't just lock God away in your heart and like leave him in your house in a, in a box or something. God, you take God with you. Now, especially if you're a Christian, we believe that God dwells in you through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is a, a mystery, and I, I'm not going to go into all of that theologically right now, but this is the reality that you have. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, read through Hebrews, again, Romans, um, and you take God with you, which means that you act like a Christian, you act Christianly, you bring your faith wherever you go. We must do this. We must put God first, and right after that, we must put our family Second, we need to invest our own personal relationships in God, and we need to invest in our families because family is really the building block of society, and the left has done everything possible to decimate the family through various measures, which we've talked about at length on other episodes. Where we live is important as well. Your country is important. It's important to pour into how you live and how you want to live and what your politics are because politi politics drives the policies that are created and the policies affect the people that live in the place that you are. That was a lot of P's, a lot of alliteration. I didn't mean to do that, but you get the point. Another P. Man, I'm on a roll. Anyway, these are the important things. You need to vote for the people that represent the values that you have. Your country is important. Your family is important. And most important of all is God. Now, the point to this story is people want this. She was elected because people want this. People don't want men dressed as women who are dressed as birds lecturing them about literally who knows what. So to bring it home, after this Father's Day, fathers, lead your families. Lead them spiritually. Lead them practically. Teach them values and morals and faith. Mothers, raise your children in the way of the Lord. Don't let this crazy bird-worshipping pagan culture steal your children's hearts and souls. You were born for such a time as this, and it's time to lean into that. Follow God. Don't fear. Boldly live out your faith in your home, in your church, and everywhere else. This world will try to cancel you. This world will try to shun you and ban you, but they are not in control. God is in control. Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth right now. And that leads us to the verse of the day. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2. 8 through 10. As always, I'm Matt Odegaard for Church Public, and I hope that you keep the faith. <laughs>